Howdy, saplings. Howdy. Uh, so we just wanted to get on and make a quick episode slash trailer of things to come and address the rebrand that we've already uh, done on TikTok and what that means for the podcast going forward. So if you follow us on TikTok, you know that we have addressed the ratty squealy situation and uh, how it makes us feel feel and the effect that we feel that it is having on the community at large and kind of explains why we're doing the rebrand. And if you have not seen our TikTok videos, check us out. Check us out. Forest Forest Trees Pod. Pod. We have a lot of fun. We do. <laughs> um, and so we want to, to address like how we're going to use the platform we have going forward. Um, just kind of talk about the future here a little bit. But to, to get into the banana peely of it all for just one second, um, we won't expose you to, we're not going to talk about the particular... Any of the incidents or anything like that. <clears throat> uh, we are just going to address... Trigger warning, you can do this at your own risk. Right. For trigger warning for like basically everything. But if you want to know, you can Google Matt Healy controversy. Yeah. That that's that's the shape of it. And um a lot of what's going on right now is uh we are kind of waking up to the fact, a lot of us are waking up to the fact that we have been a- approaching Taylor Swift as a brand with a lot of blind optimism uh, recently. And I think, you know, you kind of have a theory about how how the last three years she's been given kind of a pandemic pass, a privacy pass. She's been... Well, her PR strategy has been a privacy sign, like, don't talk to me, I'm doing it for love, which is kind of outrageous when you think about it, because would we accept that from any other organization? Would we accept that as a pass from Disney? A complete lack of transparency. A complete lack of transparency and communication for three years because Disney fell in love with Warner Brothers. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, oh, they can't speak up on any of the anti-gay bills because Disney can't speak up on anti-gay because they're courting Warner Brothers Studios and in a private relation. Like, I, I, I hear that it's ridiculous. But when we think about celebrity culture and celebrity brands, we wouldn't accept this lack of transparency in speaking up about issues from anybody else, any other company. You know, if you if you develop any sort of relationship with a brand, um, then based on marketing images, media that they put out uh, that seems to promote a certain idea. And then you realize that they don't promote that idea. They just wanted to get the money of people who do. Um, you know, that is kind of the way in which Taylor Swift is behaving like more like a brand than a person right now. And I don't mean to add to the already prevalent culture of dehumanizing celebrities. But unfortunately, and I want to recommend a video... Um, as a resource um, for our saplings as we gear up for our next episode, which is going to be on conscious media consumption. Woo! Um, I recommend the video um, Celebrities Aren't People and Neither Are You by Shanspeare. I think that there's a really interesting thing going on where 
over the past 15 years, our brands have become more humanized, right? And our people and our and our and our celebrities have become more brands. We're moving to some sort of weird place in the middle where they're meeting in the middle where suddenly, you know, Wendy's has a personality back on Twitter. Right. And, you know, Wendy is a person. Dove Soaps has political stances that some people disagree with and endorses bills and does things like that. And, you know, Taylor Swift has a large, a huge socioeconomic impact and is becoming more brand than person by the second. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about people and brands, um, I think it's important to understand that the two in our current society are in a way becoming inextricable. And we need to look at that and understand that. And even, you know, we talk about, we have conversations about how we operate as a brand and the narrative that we put forth on social media. Because just, I think that goes into conscious media consumption, Mm -hmm. goes hand in hand with conscious media creation. Yeah. So that's uh, a great opportunity, I think, to pivot into what we're going to be doing going forward. So... One of the problems that we were having as a Taylor Swift fan account um, is that we are neurodivergent individuals. So um, we were hyperfixated. We were hyperfixated quite a lot, and we were artificially restricting the media that we were consuming to Taylor Swift, and that is, has problems inherent in it, which I was starting to feel uncomfy with from the second that I found myself down the Taylor Swift rabbit hole. I realized that I was immersing myself in a culture of white feminism. It just had this inherent lack of intersectionality within it. Yeah. I I realized that approaching um, queer literary analysis or queer media analysis from the perspective, through the lens of Taylor Swift, was exclusionary in its very nature. And it was artificially limiting the media that I consume. So it was a huge wake-up call. This has been a huge wake-up call for me. And that's what I mean when I say it's reverberating through every area of my life. You know, that can be an uncomfortable place to be in. But I, you know, I I get off on growth. So, you know, it's, it's cool. It's exciting. It's exciting. I feel like I'm evolving um, through what I consume because... I'm changing the, I'm trying to, so yeah, I think, I think we're trying to be a lot more intentional about the art that we consume and in the art that we promote and create on the channel, because we love having these dialogues with you guys and we love um, going over like art critiques and art theories with you. Mm -hmm. And we want to do that in such a way that everyone feels like they're being heard. Absolutely. I think that one of the most exciting things about starting this podcast and starting that channel uh, for me has been the, you know, you can call it a weird parasocial relationship, but the relationships that we have gained, you know, I don't think there's any shame in this world, in this like digital landscape we live in to say that a lot of the most interesting people I've met, I've met via the internet, you know? I have great friends on the internet. Yeah. You know? And that is, I think, a valid form of support and community that I want to continue to stoke. And a lot of what we found is that a lot of people 
did feel safe around us and so we don't want to betray that trust yeah we want to keep having safe engaging inquisitive discussions mm -hmm. with everybody right uh, so what you can expect from the future is that we are going to actively consume and promote more artists from various intersections of marginalization um, and actively consume more artists who have at least avoided controversy or satisfactorily addressed it. And when we talk about satisfactorily addressing controversy, I guess what we mean to say is that there's no um, unaddressed shit, you know? Apology I think, and growth. Right, a, an apology. Words that, and actions. An apology that sounds like an apology and a promise of growth. We want to see people, you know, talking from a growth-oriented mindset if they have made mistakes in the past. I don't even want, I need more than them talking from a growth-oriented mindset. You need to see what they've got. I need to see that their words have actions behind them mm -hmm. and that they are not continuing to make the same mistakes over and over again and release hollow PR apologies. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, with Taylor, it would be really hard for me at this point for her to get to convince me mm -hmm. that she was sincere right. if she just put out a PR apology right now. Yeah. So for me, if someone has a controversy, they said something, they did something that was insensitive, and they've addressed that and they have not aired since, you know, that to me is a growth-oriented mindset. However, in the long game, it's important to understand that, like, uh, we... You know those artists that are new that are as yet to be con like yet yet to be controversial we need to keep tabs on them right we need to make sure that they are modeling a growth-oriented mindset how excited did i get when we realized chapel roan was still okay still okay yeah i'm rooting for you you got this yeah no, i really <laughs> do feel like i really do feel like i am rooting for those people who uh you know kind of have a blank slate as of right now yeah and we you know we understand like we also want to open ourselves to like if you've been at somebody's concert who we're promoting and you didn't feel safe at that concert for some reason slide into our slide dms into our dms because like a lot of these indie artists they don't have a lot of coverage yet so we don't know what culture is that they're promoting absolutely and we only know what you know articles are online which aren't very much because right. they're indie artists right so if you know anything personally um or have had any experiences that you see something and you're like whoa yeah why message us and let's talk about it because yeah. we, we want to help you feel safe here yeah i think in general though we're going to be giving people the benefit of the doubt a lot less often mm -hmm. and I'm going to, I think, through this, I think I'm going to shift my focus to a lot more indie artists because I think that I'm feeling better about supporting smaller artists right now. I'm just, I'm feeling in a lot, in a big way, I think I'm feeling disillusioned with pop music, which I, I had been before discovering PS, and I am again. Uh, it's, it's just kind of a cycle I go through in my life where I'm like, oh pop music yes and then i realize like what the industry is actually like and, and that comes in back to conscious of... media consumption yeah. right yeah what are we consuming and not just what are we like fiscally supporting but what are we being 
um, what told? What narratives are we being fed? And what do these artists, what are these ideologies, what are they kind of like weaving into their mm-hmm. their music and their themes? And are we okay with that? Do we want to be fed that? Yeah. Because with TS, one thing that I do want to bring up is that, um, what did I call, what did I call them the other, uh, the other day? Tyler Swiffer. Tyler Swiffer? Yeah. The thing about Tyler Swiffer is um, that the narrative that we are, it, it seems constantly being presented with or being presented with again and again is that, um, she's you know uh she's a victim a victim yeah i mean we we are constantly getting a victim narrative here and i think that um it's very possible the media is going to try and spin the narrative now that she's the victim of cancel culture and you know which for me to cancel something i would have to have a subscription to it i would have to be like have power over it Mm -hmm. This is accountability culture. This is accountability culture. I cannot culture. click a yes. button and make Taylor Swift go away. Well, and additionally, what people don't realize is that as a content creator making content exclusively on one subject, you are giving that subject a lot of attention and free advertising. A lot it of is, free advertising. It's kind of, I thought about it the other day, like it's kind of the best marketing you can give, especially when you're inviting people to look at old music of this artist through a new lens so that that music continues to have more longevity, get more streams. And you're... we're going to do that with artists. You want to do that with artists that we really support and like. It's kind of like we were going into work every day at Taylor Swift Incorporated. Like we were yeah. working for her in a sense. And now we don't anymore. We... Now we, we quit. I think about the people who are currently under contract to continue opening for Taylor or to continue dancing or singing backup for Taylor or working tech or driving her tour bus. Changing her clothes. Changing her clothes. You know she has helped people helping her with those quick changes. Doing her quick changes. Who need this job, can't afford not to have this job. And probably are at a huge, you know, quandary. And when we have discussions about those people, it really does draw attention to the fact that whether we like it or not, as a society, we are beginning to treat individuals, celebrities like brands. They employ large amounts of people who then have to align with the values of the brand. Absolutely. And I think the branding is something that's been going on for a while. And now we are beginning, because I think for the first like 10 years of social media, they were like, they're brands, but they're just like you. And now we're at a stage where we're starting to see through the PR, see through the kind of duplicitous nature of that arrangement. Yeah, it's interesting because I have been consuming content for a long time now that has been pointing out it's weird that we're personifying brands. Mm. I haven't been consuming as much culture. I haven't been seeing as much uh, content. And maybe this is just due to the, you know, like little internet hole that I have myself in. I'm just not seeing it. Um, But there's not been, I feel like, as much criticism of the fact that we are turning humans into brands. 
uh, you know, vice versa. I've definitely seen a lot about the whole, you know, brands aren't people, they just want your money thing. Um, but there's something to be said about the commodification of people that we do ourselves, right? Mm. The social media, the influencers, and the, the celebrity culture, and how that all kind of ties. Mm. And the commodification of fame as well. And I think this is a great time for me to say something that's been really weighing on my mind. What I am seeing um, in the media narrative told uh, by the mainstream media around this, this controversy is that uh, the criticism is that fans want to pick who Taylor Swift dates now and fan culture and celebrity culture have now gotten out of hand. That is kind of the narrative that I see people spinning. And it's very common uh, for people in power, in control of a system to try and place the blame for the system getting out of hand on the people who, on the, on the consumers, on the people, on the masses. Very Hunger Games. Right. <laughs> and it's, it is gross to think that we live in that kind of a society, but once you just sort of become aware of what's going on around you, you have the elected choice, right, to take back your power um, to some extent. Absolutely. I, Within I actually... the system, you know, we can... Go on, sorry. No, it's okay. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I was talking to someone in the comment section mm -hmm. of one of our videos, and they were kind of feeling, you know, overwhelmed at, about how Taylor was reacting to these this and how the brand was continuing to put merch and kind of ignore the issue mm -hmm. and you know I just said to them like it is it's a sad ending but now we know now we have the ability to be conscious consumers right mm -hmm. like it is not the ending of the story that we wanted no but now we are empowered with knowledge and it is up to us to make a decision Right. So what you're hearing here is, I want to be absolutely clear about this. I am not of the position that the mainstream media has taken that we need to blame the people who I think, you know, you could make an argument are being exploited by the system. And many of us as have been born into this system. I never lived in a world without human corporations. I've never lived yeah. in a world without some variant on the human brand or the brand branded human. Celebrity perfumes. Right. Celebrity clothing lines. Mary Kate. I mean, I grew up with like Mary Kate and Ashley, right? Yeah. So I remember the Walmart lines with the, you could, you could walk into Walmart and get anything with Mary Kate and Ashley's name on it. Oh yeah. For anything. Sure. They were your best friends. A purse, a book, yeah. a face wash. Yeah socks and those parasocial relationships have been stoked in this society since before we were born so we are inheriting this system and that feels gross yes and it feels like you want to rail against it i understand like we want to rail against the idea that anyone is trying to control us in this world we don't like that you know but it's uh the first steps to freedom is acknowledgement. Is acknowledging, right, where people are trying to get a hold of your money, your time, and your power. And so for us, this is very much an individual 
decision. I don't believe that the burden of fixing celebrity culture should necessarily fall to the fans. Um, I think people like to point at fan culture, fandom, and celebrity culture and say, that's out of line, that's out of whack, but they're blaming the wrong people for it. People are trying to come around and blame me for the commodification of Taylor Swift, to say that I'm commodifying Taylor Swift, but I was born into a world where people like Taylor Swift are actively being commodified. There's business strategies and careers and like right. built around the intentional commodification and the intentional delicate commodification of celebrities like Taylor so that the line is so razor thin that when the corporation makes a oops, right, affiliates with something, they can fall onto the, no, it's a human. This is a human. Why are you dehumanizing them? How dare you dehumanize but them? But when the business is successful, it's look at the successful businesswoman. Look at the strategic businesswoman. Look at how... Right. The capitalist so you, you girl can't have it both mm -hmm. ways. Is she a capitalist girly who has turned herself into a brand? Or is she a, your friend? Or is she your, your best friend? Or is she your, 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 your bestie? Your bestie, right. Those are the two options because no one actually knows her. And this situation we're in as a culture where we can sit here believing both. Yes, I do believe that's a little bit out of line. And I do believe that. So what we're doing in our lives is that we are trying to become more conscious media consumers because this has had an emotional and uh, profound effect on us, to be honest. And we are, you know, waking up to the fact that our time and our energy are currency. And we were spending a lot of time and energy on a brand that does not seem to align with our values anymore and at the end of the day what every individual person chooses to do with that information is their own prerogative and i am not here to prescribe no. a way of being or a way of living to anyone however what i am gonna do is showcase the journey that that takes us that on. we're on and right. share what we learn with you yeah, we just want to go down that road for our own benefit and share what we learn along the way. Almost, you know, so you don't have to because it is exhausting. And share what you learn with us along the way. Yes, please do. As if, if you are a person who listens to this and you're like, yes, I want to become a more conscious media consumer. I want to take back my power or whatever power I'm able to take back, whatever control I'm able to take back in this equation and not, uh, you know, set myself up for feelings of betrayal, um, then you can come along with us on our journey of trying to find artists who are responsibly using their platform to support. Absolutely. And I think a part of that uh, journey has been this rebrand. Mm -hmm. And we, with the rebrand, has come a really exciting restructuring of the pod that and right. how we're going to be approaching like episodes going forward. So the new title is Forest Trees because the way we're going to approach episodes uh, is uh, probably like a three-act structure. So we'll do a little intro, talk about the topic, and then um, move into the second act, which will be a broad, bigger picture examination of the key points and um, usually a more research-driven segment uh, yes. with, with some background information and that's your forest that's your big picture and then uh the second 
act or the third act so to speak will be a uh, less structured less scripted discussion on the details of uh, how we sort of see these things manifest in our daily life so we're going to be talking about topics relevant to media criticism we're going to be talking about topics relevant to uh, media literacy and media you know awareness um, intersectionality within media yes and then media consumption mm-hmm. we're going to be like seeking out people to talk to who uh, we believe you know deserve to be uplifted and so if there's anyone you know of that you are like wow this person really should be talked about more tag us or write write us or send us a carrier pigeon yeah i guess what we're saying is we're really um we're really just going into this with the intention of diversifying and being conscious about the media we consume right and if you want to come with us on that journey that's okay and if you don't want to come with us on that journey, if you're someone's who, someone who's like, honestly, I wish you would have kept the faith in Taylor. I wish you would have done this, that, the other. You don't have to come along on this journey. That is okay. And and you know, and there's no no hate to people who are on different parts of their journey right now. Right. Um, and if you, and this is not to say that if you're still on like a certain part of your journey that you can't enjoy our podcast. Like it's just not going to be tailored. Yeah, content. It's, it's just not. It's not going to be that. And anymore. I'm sorry if you're going to miss our Taylor content, um, but this we is what we have to do for sense, us. But like, yeah, it's 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 what we've got to do for us at the end of the day. Um, and I think that you know, thank you for continuing to support us. Yes, continuing to uh, platform really us it. through this. We really do appreciate it. Um, you know you have a lot of options when it comes when it, to... We know you have a lot of options when it comes to entertaining yourself for 20 to 30 minutes. And we... We appreciate uh, you choosing... To listen to the Forest Trees pod. Yeah. Yeah. So thank thank you guys so much. Um, we love you. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, we love you and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.